Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And today we are going to talk about the Carolina Panthers. Now. Yeah. It's shocking. Should I, should I narrow that down a little bit? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, first of all, it's nice to, to see all of you out there in the audience. It's been a little while since we've done a podcast. Uh, we took a week off. Uh, I had yeah. some, some stuff going on, sickness and COVID and all kinds of stuff going on in my family and uh, kind of messed with our child care and, and then I got sick, not with COVID, but a different thing. And yeah, it's just been crazy. It's yeah, I was going to say, wild. I think this is probably the longest we haven't recorded probably since our Maybe. first off season. Yeah. Because yeah. we didn't do we much in the first off season. Yeah. Um, but there's been some stuff going on. Um, some good things that have happened with the Panthers and some interesting things things to talk about. We'll say that. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit of news here and then we're going to kind of have a more deep conversation on where we are right now as a franchise. How do we feel about what the Panthers have done so far this off season? Uh, some rumors, some things like that. So, uh, let's kick it off with a couple of good pieces of news here, Jerry. Yeah. Former Panther great Sam Mills was elected to the pro football hall of fame. Round of applause. Congratulations. Absolutely. Uh, Well-deserved. Yeah, great linebacker, great coach here. Uh, Submitted the moniker, keep pounding, that this Mm -hmm. franchise continues to use to this day. He's the only Panther with a statue in front of a stadium here. I mean... It's amazing for, you know, only playing for the Panthers for, what, three years? Three years. Um, You know, and I know he was a coach as well, but the legacy that he yeah. left is uh, easily the he's had the most impact on the franchise I'll say that legacy wise player. yes yeah. I yeah he had the biggest impact legacy wise for this franchise like I said keep yeah. pounding I mean everything around Sam Mills I mean his son coached here continuously mm-hmm. after you know he passed and everything I mean yeah you can't mention the Panthers and not bring up Sam Mills or mention Sam Mills and not bring up the Panthers. Yeah. Uh, you know, when we did our top 20 Panthers of all time, uh, famously you left Sam Mills out mm-hmm. of the top 20 and I, and I had him, I think a number four or five. Uh, and we had a nice discussion about that and it certainly wasn't anything, nothing against you. You laid out reasons why. And, and I respect that, but I think, um, and, and mainly it was you and I looked at the exercise differently, right? Correct. Um, I, I looked at the player and what they did as a player. You looked stuff, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Well, you look more legacy. And legacy-wise, yes, you're absolutely yeah. correct. Yeah. And I think Steve Smith mentioned um, after he was inducted, after Sam Mills was inducted, uh, Steve Smith said basically greatest Panther of all time. So, yeah. again, depends on how you look at it, but uh, well-deserved by Sam Mills there. Um Speaking of linebackers, Jerry, the Panthers are going to have a linebacker stick around this year. Yes. Uh, one of the free agent linebackers re-signed with the Panthers. It's not Hassan Reddick. It's Frankie Louvu signed a two-year, $9 <laughs> million. Dollars. <laughs> I mean, good for him. He deserved it. He outplayed his yeah. contract. I think bringing him back for this two-year deal, uh, it's essentially a one-year, $5 million deal that they could get out of next year if he doesn't play up. But we need linebacking help. Hassan Reddick's yeah. a free agent. Jermaine Carter's a free agent. And Frankie Louvu, he was a bright spot of the free agency that they picked up last year. 
And he, as as good as he was a linebacker, he was even better on special teams. He's the only Panther to receive any All Pro votes mm-hmm. this year, and he he received an All Pro vote as a special teamer. So, uh, very valuable member of the team. And um, yeah, of all the of all the guys that came over from the Jets, you know that was <laughs> that was this was the best one for sure. And uh, congrats to Frankie Luvu. And uh, we're looking forward to him. Both you and I kind of fell in love with the, him as a player in the offseason last year. And um, yeah, he proved us right. And honestly, congrats to him. Yeah. I mean, I remember when we signed him, we were so wrong. We just was yeah. like, oh, he's a camp body. And then he started yeah. playing. We're like, we need to see this guy more on the Wait field. Wait a second. Wait a second. He's, <laughs> he's making this plays. Guy's better than some of our starters. By the way, goodbye, <laughs> Jermaine Carter. I don't think you'll be back this year. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I, but that's the majority of the just the signal news. Now we're just going to kind of go mm-hmm. a state of the franchise because a lot of things have happened recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, coaching changes. Yes, mm-hmm. we had the initial firings of the offensive coordinator, the defensive line coach, offensive line coach. You know, all those guys got fired and we replaced them and special teams coordinator and we replaced them. Now we have a bunch of coaches that were jumping ship from our team to other teams for the not an upgrade at position, just a side to side position. Yeah, I think we had four coaches that left the team voluntarily for lateral moves with other mm-hmm. franchises. And there's been a lot of speculation that that's because there doesn't seem to be a ton of um, confidence that Matt Rule is going to be here after this no. one year. So they are jumping to more stable franchises uh, right now and i don't disagree with that assessment <laughs> so no i don't either pretty clear um and we'll talk about why i think that that that's the case here in a few minutes but let's just kind of run down and we're going to talk about all of them so even ben mcadoo we'll talk about everybody that's the the sort of rotation that this coaching staff has started or has gone through this offseason we'll start with ben mcadoo replace joe brady uh, who was fired. Uh, you die, we've done a video on Ben McAdoo. If you guys want to listen to that, go back uh, and check it out. But both, basically, Jerry and I are both pretty high, pretty positive on this one. Um, it feels like an upgrade. And honestly, you know, in terms of who we could have gotten, it seems like probably the best option. Correct. You got to understand, this organization was not going to get the cream of the crop this year. Yeah. Uh, again, there's a lot of coaches jumping ship. Because they figure next year's it. And one of those guys is the wide receiver coach, uh, Frisman Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, left the Panthers, took the same job with the Steelers. He was replaced by Joe Daly, who spent the last two years as a receivers coach at Boston College. Um, has been at the collegiate level all 14 years of his college coaching career. So this is a guy making the jump to the NFL. Don't really have any thoughts on him honestly i don't have thoughts on him but i do think frisman jackson probably was feeling some heat i mean look at the drop off that the receivers did i mean terrace marshall was a second round pick that had first round potential looked great in the offseason or preseason and then disappeared Mm -hmm. robbie anderson had a good season last year a thousand year yards and then this year he looked awful he dropped so much i mean he should have been a guy that may have gotten fired with the first group, to be honest with you. Agreed. Yeah. Um, 
I think you and I were both a little surprised that 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 wasn't a change that they made. But I don't know. It sort of feels like Matt Rule. Matt Rule could have kept any of these guys, right? He could have yeah. stopped any of these guys from going, especially lateral moves. He could have stopped it. He didn't. Um, so I just wonder if the if the if it was communicated to these guys that hey, um, I'm not going to fire you, but if you find a job somewhere else, go ahead and take it. <laughs> yeah, you know. And is and you never know that maybe when Ben McAdoo got here, he saw him and he was like, yeah, we're probably not going to keep mm-hmm. you around long. And or hey, we're thinking about demoting you, and I'm going to bring in my own guy. Right. You know that that happens too. So you're more than welcome to look for another position. Yeah. Somewhere else. Yeah, could have easily been. Um, next one here is Brian Angelico was let go, uh, tight ends coach, and replaced by Kevin Gilbride. Now, Kevin Gilbride was already part of the staff. He was a defensive analyst in 2021. Um, but if you look at his coaching resume before that, all offense. So it was kind of odd that he was a defensive <laughs> analyst uh, this past year, but Back on the right side of the ball for him. He's been a tight ends coach before with the Giants, with uh, Chicago, uh, wide receivers coach with a couple of teams, including Temple. Hello, Matt Rule. Um, so nope. that one, again, uh, I have no issues with that. Yeah, it looks like he knows uh, Ben McAdoo. He spent 2012 to 2017 with the Giants on Ben McAdoo's mm-hmm. you know, yeah. roster. So that's where he knows him from, and that's probably – legit why he he went from defensive analyst to tight ends the familiarity yeah, it's, it's, the defensive analyst what a strange move <laughs> for him to his whole coaching from t- 2003 to 2019 on the offensive side of the ball and then he he's a defensive Flips. analyst one for one season so you know matt rule he's got an eye for talent man i'm telling you he's interesting <laughs> you never know <laughs> Um, offensive line, Pat Meyer was fired. Uh, James Campen hired James Campen, former, uh, offensive line coach and assistant with Packers, Texans, um, yeah, Browns, good hire. You know, lots of teams. Yeah. We talked about him, I believe in a previous episode and, and we yeah. both like that hire. Yeah. Someone who's familiar, someone who hopefully will not regress this offensive line like it was under, uh, mm-hmm. Pat Meyer. So yeah, let's good job. Sticking with the offensive line, uh, Tony Sperano Jr. was the assistant offensive line coach, and he left and took the same job with the Giants, uh, replaced by Robert Kugler, uh, who also comes over from the Texans, and basically he and Campen work together, and that makes sense. Yep. Uh, next, <laughs> there's a lot of coaches. This is a lot of turnover here. Um, defensive line coach Frank Ocam was fired, replaced by Paul Pasqualoni. Pasqualoni. Uh, yeah. He has been around a long time. This guy started his coaching career in 1972. Yeah. Most uh, recently, he was with uh, Florida, a college coach in Florida, special assistant to the head coach. But he was defensive coordinator for the Lions in 2018. Um, kind of bounced around back and forth college in the NFL. He was with Boston College, Houston Texans. So he's... Connecticut head coach in 2011. He's got a lot of coaching experience. I personally feel like this is a connection with Phil Snow from mm-hmm. their sock hop days in the 60s. I was going to say from when they were both born <laughs> in the 1920s. <laughs> he is 72 years old. He's the, I think he's going to be the oldest coach on our staff. Um, yeah. 
I have no problems with him. He has the experience. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, he's got a ton of experience. That's one thing that that I like about the turnover that we've had on the coaching staff is we're replacing these guys with NFL guys, guys that have a yeah. lot of head coaching experience, have head coaching experience and regular coaching experience. But I think it's very positive for Matt Rule to have some of those former head coaches on his staff as well. I agree. To lean on to, yeah. you know, may, maybe the last group, you know, Joe Brady and stuff, they couldn't go to Matt Rule and be like, hey, man, you know, mm-hmm. you're really causing some disconnect in the locker room, you know. Yeah. And Matt, Matt they may not have even seen it. Yeah. Yeah, they may not have even recognized it because they didn't know what to look for. Correct. Yeah, Especially McAdoo consider does. all college guys. So Right, right. Um, and speaking of former head coaches, Steve Wilkes is back. And yeah. he takes over defensive backs coach. Uh, Jason Simmons left for the same job with the, the Raiders. This is a massive upgrade, in my opinion. Um, now, the defensive backs that was not a problem last year for the Panthers. No. Actually, is probably the bright spot on the team. But uh, Steve Wilkes, there's no letdown there. And again, this is another former head coach, former defensive coordinator for the Panthers, um, and former head coach of the Cardinals. So, and, and after he left the Cardinals, he was defensive coordinator for the Browns, and then he went to Missouri College. So again, you know, again, a lot of experience. Um, I really like that's my favorite one. That that's mine too. And yeah. Trey Boston said it best. He he mentioned that he was the best coach he's ever had. That he mm-hmm. made him play so much better that he he saw the the game in a different way after being yeah. coached by Steve Wilkes. And I kind of felt bad that he got bumped to head coach a little too early in my eyes. Yeah. And that kind of just grounded him. And then, you know, he got fired from the Cardinals after one year, which... Yeah, yeah, whole, uh, yeah I, I feel like... And you and I, I don't know if we were doing the podcast at that point, but you and I definitely talked just personally that... Neither one of us really thought Steve Wilkes was ready for a head coaching job no. after one season as defensive coordinator. And honestly, the defense wasn't that great that season. Correct. Um, but again, glad that he's back. I really like him as a coach. Um, really like him at that position. Uh, and then finally, the last one here. Uh, rejoice once again, Jerry. It never feels bad to say Chase Blackburn was fired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and not only that, good. He was replaced by Chris Tabor, and Tabor's yeah. like one of the kind of a rock I, star. I, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. you said Steve Wilkes. This may be my favorite offseason mm-hmm. acquisition for coaching. I mean, yeah, finally, this is a great one. Finally, we may have a kick returner who can go more than five <laughs> yards. Well, that's what he's famous for, right? I mean, he's yeah. he's one of the guys that with the Browns, with uh, the Bears, he's. Always got a good special teams, and he's always got a really good return man. So, Joshua uh, definitely Cribs, like as well. Devin yeah. Hester, yep. uh, the Bears uh, running back, I, the speedy guy. I can't think of his name. Speedy really. guy, Tariq Cohen. Yes, thank you. Yeah. I mean, he was there. So, yeah, I'm really happy with that one. Mr. Speedy Man. Some, thank you for saying it. I couldn't think of his <laughs> name. Uh, I don't know why his name came to me, but... <laughs> uh, so, uh, so a lot of changes on the coaching staff there. Um, head coach is still here. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of talk that uh, some of the reasons why some of these guys left for lateral moves 
is because there's not a lot of faith in Matt Rule. And I think one of the major reasons for that is, where the hell is David Tepper? David Tepper has not spoken publicly this year, I don't believe, not about at the all. Panthers. Um, usually he has sort of a debrief after the season with the media. That didn't happen this year, and I would assume it's because he knows the questions would come about Matt Rule, but he has not given any sort of public, um, you know, I have faith in Matt Rule statement. He hasn't said, hey, we better win this season or changes are coming. He hasn't said that. There's been nothing official from Matt for uh, from David Tepper, and I'm it kind of frustrates me, honestly. Especially because David Tepper has come in and constantly been in the limelight, wants mm-hmm. the limelight. Like, everything was like, oh, if you're praising me, I'm here to get it. Yeah. But once this is some serious questions for the franchise and everything, all of a sudden he's, you know, mm-hmm. not talking. It's a cold shoulder. Yeah, and and a lot of the questions about the franchise right now are surround him yeah. as the decision maker, the, you know, the ultimate guy who's making these calls and hiring and firings, uh, at least, you know, when it comes to the head coaching position. So I don't know, man, like I don't have a ton of confidence in David Tepper right now. Uh, I don't even between keeping Matt rule around, which again, you know, you could make the case to where if you're going to hire a guy for seven years, at least give him three. Um, the field turf change really didn't seem to make a lot of sense for a, a multi multi billionaire, right? You can afford to keep the grass up, you know? Um, and now this silence, this complete silence, I don't like it. It makes me wonder how, how invested, you know, Obviously, monetarily-wise, he's very invested, but mentally, and does he really want what's best for the Panthers, or just he's, he want to make a buck? See, that's my feeling, too, is I think he wants to win. I, I don't doubt mm-hmm. that. He came in talking a big game, but it seems like after he made the initial kind of couple moves of, let's make this thing go, he's just sitting down now and just being quiet, and it's... And it's not working. This franchise is a worse place now than when he took it over. And it can't all be put on him. But a lot of the decisions can be placed on him. Mm -hmm. Keeping Marty Herney on board while firing Ron Rivera and then firing Marty Herney right after and hiring Scott Fitterer. I don't know who's making the decisions up there. Is it Fitterer? that made some of these bad moves last offseason? Or was it Rule? I don't know if it was both of them. Like, where's all this at? And why aren't you talking about how poorly this team has done? This team has been awful the past two seasons, and it regressed last year. It regressed. Yep. And it's not been fun to watch good. for fans. Mm-hmm. You know, they, at one point during the season, it seemed like they were trying to get rid of keep pounding. Yeah, you know, before the games, uh, which made makes absolutely no sense. I, I have no idea why that would even be a consideration. That's 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 one of your best assets, honestly. Oh, absolutely. Everybody in the NFL knows that knows that as the Panthers slogan. And with and Sam Mills like going into the Hall of Fame, it makes it look even worse what they were trying to do or, or considering doing or whatever that case was. Um, 
And I don't know if Tepper wants to, he just feels like that's a, a relic of the old administration or what, but you can't get rid of that. That's, that's ingrained. It's okay. I'm going to say something now. It's like the, the bears, you know, you don't really the hmm. bears. Okay. Yeah. We all know that's their kind of slogan. The bears. Uh, we're not as long tenured as the Bears, but keep pounding is our tag. That's our moniker. Yeah, and I personally it's like it better. It's sewn on the inside of the jerseys. Yeah, you know, it's, it it's, it's, it's everywhere. That's it's that's the Panther. You know, you don't change J E T S Jets Jets Jets. You know, exactly. You don't just start changing that to you know Fly Jets Fly or you know something like that. You don't do that. I don't know. You hey, don't do they, something like that. The in-game experience seems like it's taken a backseat, too. Uh, yeah. I mentioned that when I went to FanFest this year, mm-hmm. it was kind of a letdown. Yeah. Like, usually it's a lot of fun, fan interaction, and I couldn't tell if it was just because Cam wasn't there. And if it's just because of that, they need to get Sir Purr out there and entertaining <laughs> fans or something. And yeah. I hate saying it like that, but they need something. They need somebody to coordinate it because it lost a lot of luster last year. Yeah, I mean, and you could even mention how they dealt with Cam yeah. as a, a, a real negative on Tepper. Um, anything Tepper can do to get you back on his good side or, or bring faith back to you as a fan, other than coming out and just saying something would be nice? I, I think saying something is just just the tiptoe of starting. Yeah. He needs to really show more more love to the fans. I feel like he mm-hmm. kind of initially spoke a big game, and then it kind of, all right, that's it. Now, oh, by the way, here's our uh, Charlotte Football Club. Please come buy our tickets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, that's another thing. Is like, is he is all of his focus right now, because their season's about to start, their inaugural season, is all the focus now on – Charlotte FC and the Panthers are he's just kind of forgetting about them for a while just leaving it to Fitterer and Rule the franchise is in good hands I, I guess maybe <laughs> maybe that's what he was that was could have been his plan maybe but he is still it, should have said something after the season like I want to hear I, from the owner especially when there's a head coach that's you know that seems to be going into a lame duck season I you gotta say something it hurts the franchise when you don't say something, that could very well be the reason why some of these quarterbacks that we've heard didn't want to come to Carolina. Some of the coaches that Matt Rule tried to hire didn't want to come here because David Tepper is not sending out the signal that he is confident in his coaching staff and that he's still committed to this coaching staff. Yeah, it is a surprise. I, I'm not going to – it shocks me, but it's just the way I'm starting to pick up on who David Tepper is. Praise me when things are going good, when things are going bad. Don't talk to me. I'm not around. It's not my fault. He's not a guy that's lost a lot in life. You know? He's uh, been very successful in almost everything he's done. And now he's he's probably seeing some professional adversity, real professional adversity for the first time. And it's interesting to see how he's dealing with it. But I do hope that at some point this offseason we get to hear from him because I think it's important. I think it would be very important to hear his thought process on why Matt Rule is still the head coach. I wouldn't hold my breath. I think we're not going to hear anything from him until either this franchise is winning 
or until they fire Matt Rule and he comes out and says it wasn't working. I gave him a chance. It didn't work. Now we're moving on to somebody else. Yeah. I think he's if it continues to go down, he's just not going to talk. <clears throat> he's going to go radio silence. That's, that's possible. Yeah, that's possible. Um, there has been a rumor that mm-hmm. the Carolina Panthers are reaching out to the Minnesota Vikings to gauge trade interest for Kirk Cousins. Correct. The the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. This enrages me. When I heard this news, <laughs> I was enraged. Um, and from what from what I read initially before talking to you, uh, it seemed like they were pretty serious about it, about re- you know talking to to the Vikings about a possible trade. And the proposed asking price, from what I read, was the number six pick. That, I would I would be so angry. I mean, honestly, that might do it for me. Like I, I I can I put up with a lot. I can try to stay positive. That would that would bring me really down. I do not like Kirk Cousins. I've not been a Kirk Cousins fan, you know, in my whole administration. I I have not liked Kirk Cousins from Washington to Minnesota. He puts up good stats. That's it. Like he's not a winner. He always makes the big mistake. I don't like Kirk Cousins. I think trading for him, especially if you have to give up your sixth overall pick, even if they take back Sam Darnold, what a massive mistake. Yeah. That would be. Absolutely. I would be livid if they made the trade for Kirk Cousins because where is this franchise headed? I mean, besides right. to exactly. another being horrible, again, <clears throat> David Tepper said when he took over... I won't accept mediocrity. Well, bringing in a $35 million quarterback who's mediocre. Mediocre at best, yeah. Like, that's what you're getting. I think he, he's mediocre. I won't say at best. I think he's mediocre. Fine, at he's best, mediocre. he's a little bit better, but not much. So He's slightly said, above mediocre, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I just don't get this. It just would make no absolutely... I agree with you. If they made that trade... Bring in Kirk Cousins, give up the six overall pick. I I'm probably sitting there with you. I I'm debating it my would, fan loyalty it until would be tough. until the yeah. whole system is redone. Honestly, like it would be, and that's definitely a decision. I think you have to get the owners sign off on. If you're going to yeah. trade your your sixth overall pick for a guy that is going to eat up a lot of the salary cap. I mean, I don't even want them to make a pick at six. I want them to trade back. We need assets. I, you know, I, but that would be that. Honestly, that report, it, it you know, Fitterer says he's going to be in on every deal. Man, there's some deals you don't need to be in on, and that's one of them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think Kirk Cousins is just a no-go period, honestly, just with yeah. his, his price tag. Not even talking about the six-pack. If we did a... The only way I would say it is an even trade for Kirk Cousin and Sam Darnold. Like, or something like <laughs> sure. a super late. Because you're yeah. taking on $35 million next year. Mm-hmm. The Panthers only have $16 million of cap space right now. So, even if you make that trade and get Sam Darnold off your books for, you know, you're still looking at now being basically even. You can free up, I think I read somewhere, 
they could free up about 20 million with restructuring. So you mm-hmm. may be 20 million under the cap and then you still got to sign your rookies. You'll still mm-hmm. have to, you know, still have to build that O line. Yeah. I mean, that's still like an insane. And then after next year, he's a free agent. Yeah. So you're just screwing So you're giving yourself. up the sixth pick, potentially. And even if it's not the sixth pick, by the way, even if it's, even if they trade back and they give up a third round pick or something for Kirk Cousins, I still don't like it. I still don't like it at all. Yeah. Uh, and and like you said, you know, you give up the 19 million that Sam Darnold is going to make and you bring in the 35 million. Well, that that's your salary cap right there, like you said. Yeah. So oh my gosh, I would just be so upset with that. I, I mean, even if the compensation was exactly the same in terms of what you had to give up for like Gardner Minshew versus Kirk Cousins or even like Mitch Trubisky versus Kirk Cousins. Well, Mitch Trubisky's a free agent, so one, you know, I'm just saying that that caliber of quarterback, right? A, a high-end backup that you're going to try to put in as your starter. I would rather try that than bring in Kirk Cousins. I, I understand that, especially with the money that Kirk Cousins yeah. has. It, yeah. It's just Kirk Cousins is better than Sam Darnold. Don't get me yes. wrong. Yes, He's But bringing him on to this team, you may win two more games because you're not... Yeah. You're not building anywhere else. You might end up being in the exact same spot with five, six wins. Yeah. Because you're not building anywhere else. The quarterback is better, but not great. He's not elite. He's not Joe Burrow. <clears throat> He's not going to be able to shoulder a team on his back and carry them that way. Yeah. He's not Aaron Rodgers. That's... And he's also been extremely successful with some of the best wide receivers in the league. Yes. Right? Adam Thielen. Justin ran Jefferson. away from him. Stephon Stephen Diggs. Diggs. Yeah, I mean, like, and even some of their other rod receivers are very good. So, and he's had Dalvin Cook, you know, to mm-hmm. throw to as well. So, you know, you've got extremely high-end players on that team, and they still haven't really done anything. Now, they've gone deep into the playoffs a couple of times, but never made it to a Super Bowl, never won a Super Bowl, certainly. I think the only time they went deep is with uh... – with another quarterback before they got him. I thought he took, didn't he take him to, um, or maybe it was when he was hurt and they had Case Keenum in there. Maybe that's uh, Case, Ke- Case Keenum was the one who took him to the, yeah. I think, NFC Championship game or there. Was that, that the one against sa- the Saints? That, that weird Saints game, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, you know, Kirk, he, Kirk Cousins wasn't even part of that, that uh, run. So, yeah. Just say no to Kirk Cousins, please. I don't want to hear Kirk Cousins' name in, in conjunction with the Panthers again this offseason. I really don't. I hope that that's not a thing. Um, I kind of want to now make you a shirt <clears throat> say, just say no to Kirk Cousins. <laughs> like put it, Kirk Cousins' face on it with a, you know. No, I was going to do like the D.A.R.E. program, except just say no oh, to yeah. Kirk. Just say no to Kirk Cousins, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um <laughs> What else? Any anything else you wanted to kind of talk about with regards to the, the state of the franchise right now? Nope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we obviously know how we all feel about Matt Rule. We we definitely hope that he's gone after this season, unless the Panthers make a Super Bowl run or something. But, um, yeah, I mean, there was there's some talk about uh, well, not some talk. I mean, it's happening that there's going to be some. Some games, some international games this year. Oh, yes. Thank you. Um, I forgot to put that on the notes. Yeah, there's going to be uh, a Germany game 
At least one, maybe two. Uh, I think it's one f- every year for the next four years. Okay. Um, how would you feel if the Panthers played in Germany? I feel almost certain that they will be. Yeah. Uh, since the Panthers got the rights to Germany, mm-hmm. along with three other teams, I feel like one of those years it has to be the Panthers. Yeah, it will, uh, I'm sure. And I would love it. I think it's going to be great. Um, I'm wondering about the time when when the game would be played. Uh, because I don't know. I mean, obviously when they play in London, you know, sometimes we get that 9.30 a.m. game. I'm assuming it wouldn't be like a 6.30 a.m. game or something like that. Like that would yeah. be a little too much, I think. But uh, it'd be cool if it was, you know, an early game like that. Again, would be I'd be fine with that. I think that's what they would have to do. And I also yeah. think with the teams now going... Eight home, nine away. Nine mm. home, nine away, or eight away. I think what they should do is get two teams that have eight home, nine away games. Yeah. Grab, grab one of those away games and just plop it in Germany. Call it a neutral site game so that both teams are away. And then neither team really loses out because the next year they'll have nine home games. I think that's the ultimate goal with this 17-game schedule until they go to 18 at least, is to have every team play a neutral site game. Yeah. And I think that should be the case. There, there's no way that you should have any teams playing nine home games. That That's that's a big advantage that and, you can't I, just give randomly. I think that would be a really smart thing to do. Maybe go down mm-hmm. to Mexico City. Maybe Toronto, yeah. Vancouver, you know. I mean, even that, playing in some of these states that don't have NFL teams. Like, if, you, if you can't do all of them international... You know, ha- have a game in St. Louis. Have a game in Oklahoma City. You know, some of these bigger markets, San Antonio, some of these bigger markets that don't have NFL teams, let them have an NFL game at, at a, a really nice college stadium there. Or, like, you know, St. Louis has an NFL stadium. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think that would be really interesting, really cool thing to do. It would also It would also help drum up business for a – city like San Antonio or St. Mm-hmm. Louis trying to maybe persuade a team to come there eventually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I like that idea. I really do. Yeah. And I think the NFL is big enough to not be hurt by empty stadiums on neutral sites, unless you get like the jets versus, you know, Houston last year. In... Sure. You'd have to make them somewhat compelling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, think and in fact maybe those maybe those games are the ones you send to london or you know um mexico city or something you know one of these international things where they just want to see an nfl team whereas you know if you try to put jets versus jaguars in st louis nobody's coming to that (laughs) nobody's coming to that no so in fact i think that if you do a st louis game it has to be the rams number one I don't know. They may get booed out of the stadium. Exactly. That's why you, that you should do it. There's gonna be, <laughs> I mean, that that place would fill up quicker than you could blink an eye. I mean, it would be amazing. They would be f- f- trying to hunt down Kroenke if he went there. <laughs> <laughs> I know the logistics of that are probably crazy, but they could do it. I mean, you know, you've had uh, NBA teams play in almost entire seasons in stadiums that aren't theirs or in arenas that aren't theirs. Yeah, you had it last year with... Um, the uh, Raptors were Tampa Bay Raptors all season last year. So you could easily do it. I, I agree. I think they could do it. They have the, enough money and prowess to do it. I don't know why yeah. they would not. That's a good idea just in general. 
I mean, at least la- until you until you can do them all international, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I I think that you should figure out a way where you're not giving some teams a disadvantage by having nine away games. You know? I, I yeah, I agree. I mentioned that last year, but yeah. I think that's my hope for Germany is that mm-hmm. the Panthers will go there on an eight home, nine away, and it'll count as one of the away games and yeah. count as an away game for the other team too. Yeah. And then, you know. That's cool. I mean, I, and I would hope to see a lot of support for the Panthers there. I mean, obviously, like you said, the merchandising and all that stuff, all the rights that they have there now. Um, I might try to find some some swag, some German swag for the Panthers. It'd be pretty yeah, cool. The I mean, Germany does seem to be a pretty solid Panthers country. Yeah. I mean, we I guess, we yeah. we mentioned on our podcast that they're usually number two. We ha- <laughs> on- yeah, we do. We have a lot of German listeners. We had a um, an email from mm-hmm. uh, from a, a listener uh, out that way. Um, don't know if he was in Germany, but right around Germany. Um, I believe he was in Zurich, actually, studying. So thank you for that email. Um, wish I had your name on me, but I don't. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that that's, we see it just as a Panthers, a small Panthers podcast. We see uh, a yeah. good bit of listenership from Germany. So it, uh, Roaring good, Riot. Good tog. Roaring Riot has a Germany chapter. Um, yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, a lot of German Panthers. And my family is from Germany. So maybe yeah. that's why. My yeah. wife's is. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Even more she, even more than mine. <laughs> yeah. My wife is a German citizen. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um all right. Well, I think that's gonna do it for this episode, Jerry. Yep, we want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at MeowMixPodcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on our show. Yeah, keep checking us out um, for our player profiles for the draft that are coming out. Uh, hopefully, we'll be returning to a regular schedule here of a couple times a week for those. Um, and then, you know, we'll be back pretty soon. Until then, everybody, stay safe out there and keep pounding. <laughs>